You're listening to audio from Kingsway Christian Church. If you'd like to check out more resources or donate to this ministry, please visit kingswaychurch.org. Hey, everybody, and welcome to A Step Further. This is a weekly podcast from Kingsway Christian Church, where we take what we talked about Sunday a step further. My name is Matt Nickerson. I'm your host for today, and we're so glad that you're tuning in. If this is your first time, welcome. We do ask whether you've been listening regularly or this is your first, would you just go up top and subscribe? That'll make sure that we're pulling into your podcast on a regular basis. Also, uh, if you have time and you're not driving down the road, or maybe the next time you stop at a stoplight, why don't you give us a rating, and we appreciate a five-star rating. That'll help push us up to the top of the podcast list for others to be able to find us. Now, let's jump into today's subject. For the next next five weeks or so, we are looking at the Holy Spirit. Sunday, we started talking about this guy named Saul, who later changed his name to Paul. This is the New Testament Paul, who wrote most of the New Testament. And uh, we're going to be looking at some of what um, he taught this morning. Let's look at Galatians chapter 5 and verse 22. It says this, but the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There's no law against these things. Now, let's dig into that for a second. So if you've been a Christian for any length of time, maybe uh, six months, a year, or longer, you've at some point heard this verse. You've come in contact with this verse. Now, I remember when I was a young youth pastor and I was teaching my, my students on this text and I kind of gave them out a scale. And I, I remember I, I said, okay, let's grade ourselves on a scale of one to 10. How are we doing? Like a one on this and a 10 on this. And uh, as we all went around the room, the, the students asked me like, hey, well, what's your grade? And I thought, okay, well, this, this was easy when I was asking you to grade yourself, but now I got to grade myself. So then I, I graded myself and here I was, the youth pastor, probably at the time, 27 or 28 years old. And uh, I was surprised by how many of these I was not killing it on. And I was not uh, happy that I had to confess that to them or lie to them. It was like, uh, I had no choice. So I had to tell them the truth. I was not where I needed to be. Now I grew up in a Christian home. I've been going to church my whole life. I had a falling away season, but I surrendered to Christ at 12 years old. was united with him in baptism. And then I kind of got serious about my faith around 17 years old. So I had a good decade of serious commitment, hard studying, learning and growing in Christ. And yet I still don't have these things knocked down. So what exactly does it mean when Paul says that the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, and the whole list? What does it mean? Well, I think the key to understanding what it means is actually if you read Galatians 5 and 6, you'll see the key is in the word fruit. Fruit. I don't know if any of you out there are gardeners. I am not. There's only one thing that I grow really well, and that's weeds. And uh, even that annoys me because I can mess that up too. But uh, I have no green thumb. I'm terrible. But the concept of fruit is that, tell me uh, if you can go outside and plant uh, a fruit. You can't, can you? No, you can plant trees, you can plant a garden, but you have to do something in the work of that to make it happen. And that goes to the heart of everything that Paul is trying to say. So listen, if you're kind of new at this, or maybe if you've been doing this for a really long time, but you're not seeing all of this fruit in your lives, you have to get the analogy of what Paul's trying to get to in order for you to understand where you need to go. So if you were to go outside and plant a garden, uh, you would find that once you put the seed in the ground, 
um, the, the, the vegetables or the fruit or the, whatever it is you're planting starts to come up out of the ground. And there are a number of things that are making it grow, right? There's water that it needs water, needs good, healthy soil, good, healthy soil. It needs sunlight. And the sun, this ball of energy pouring down on it allows it to grow and come up out of the ground. But then in addition to that, what else is there going on? You've got these wild animals that come around and, and just start eating things. And so you've got to protect it. You've got to nurture it. Uh, you've got to keep the enemy out, so to speak. My sister, uh, last week on Facebook, shared a video of this guy who grew a garden and he kept finding partially eaten tomatoes and partially eaten vegetables from his garden. And uh, he couldn't figure out what it was. He set up a huge fence and, and it was still happening, still getting in. So he finally set up a camera and uh, he found uh, all kinds of random animals kind of scurrying around, whether it's rabbits or whatever, getting in and eating stuff. But then he found one particular critter and it was a groundhog. And this is the reason why the fence didn't stop it. It would just go under the fence. And uh, this groundhog became obsessed not only with eating his food, but eating his food in front of the camera. And uh, he nicknamed the little guy Chunk because... Uh, he was just getting larger and larger and larger preparing for hibernation. And uh, it's kind of cute. Honestly, you should go Google Chunk. But I want to use Chunk as an example for us today because what Chunk ended up doing was Chunk shows us our problem as we're trying to produce the fruit the Holy Spirit is trying to produce in us. Is that confusing? Good. Okay, here's why. The Holy Spirit, when God gave us the Holy Spirit, is working with us to bring about in us Christ-likeness. The Holy Spirit is the sun, so to speak. The Holy Spirit is the water, so to speak. The Holy Spirit is those other forces that are making this happen. However, there's still a partnership that has to take place. There's still a pruning, a work that we do. There's still a, a defense that we do, and, and that's what Paul's trying to get to. You can wear this analogy out, and you can play it too far and make it say nothing, but Paul's trying to get to this idea of gardening. That's why he says fruit. It's this whole idea of the Holy Spirit is doing his part. We have to do our part, and there's this partnership together, and what you Plant is what you will sow. You will bring about more of whatever you put your effort into. So take a listen at more of what he says. Galatians chapter 5, look at verse 24. And those who belong to Christ Jesus have nailed the passions and desires of their sinful nature to his cross and crucified them there. Since we are living by the Spirit, let us follow the Spirit's leading in every part of our lives. Let us not become conceited or provoke one another or be jealous of one another. And what Paul started to get to is this concept of partnering. The flesh desires one thing. The spirit desires another. It's going to be up to us to partner with the spirit who wants to bring about love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. He wants to bring those about in our lives. We've got to partner with him. We've got to do something to help make it happen. Now, Paul goes into Galatians 6, and he says this very powerful thing, and this is where I'm going to close with you today. He says this, don't be misled. By the way, this is the message translation. I just thought he did a really good job. Don't be misled. No one makes a fool of God. What a person plants, he will harvest. The person who plants selfishness, ignoring the needs of others, ignoring God, harvests a crop of weeds. All he'll have to show for his life is weeds. But the one who plants in response to God, letting God's spirit do the growth work in him, harvests a crop of real life eternal life. So listen, here's, here, here's the point of what I want to say today is the point of what Paul is trying to say. For those of you who are in Christ Jesus, you've been filled with the Holy Spirit of God. 
The Holy Spirit is trying to transform you. The Holy Spirit is trying to change you. And the Holy Spirit is going to use any number of moments and people and events in your life to do that. My wife is one of the greatest sharpening tools in my life to cut away the parts of me that are not pleasing to him. But it takes a partnership. It takes you surrendering to the Holy Spirit, learning to tune into his voice, filling your heart and your mind with the words of God so that you know what pleases him. You remember the old cartoons, at least when I was a kid growing up, a lot of uh, Warner Brothers, Bugs Bunny type stuff, and they'd have like a little devil sitting on one shoulder and a little angel sitting on the other. This is kind of an, an app, a, a perfect analogy for what Paul's trying to get to. When you have the Holy Spirit in you, the Holy Spirit's going to be speaking and whispering and leading and bringing to mind, hey, remember that last time you yelled at that person and it didn't go over well? Why don't you try this time taking a deep breath or walking away and collecting yourself before you have a healthy conversation? And you've got these two voices on your in your head, and the one is your flesh, and the one is the Spirit. And here's the thing. The more you learn to listen to the Spirit, the more you'll become filled with the fruit of the Spirit. The more you listen to the one of the flesh, the more you will become like yourself, more selfish, more like you and less like Christ. And that's what Paul is trying to get to. So then he concludes in Galatians 6, he says, so let's not allow ourselves to get fatigued doing good. At the right time, we will harvest a good crop if we don't give up or quit. Right now, therefore, every time we get the chance, let us look for the benefit of all, starting with the people closest to us in the community of faith. I don't know exactly where you are today, whether you're driving down the road or working out or whatever it is you're doing as you're tuning in, but God wants to produce in you something that is different than what your flesh desires. My encouragement to you today is begin to partner with the Holy Spirit. Begin to do what is good and pleasing to the Lord, and you will become more like Christ. We hope we see you next week. God bless.